That's it, Mrs. Pushing the button. Okie Hello. Nido. Hello. Oh, hello, I should push a button. I should push a button. Push a button. <laughs> we should start the show. All the things. Oh. <laughs> we're so we're so goddamn professional when it comes to setting everything up and making everything look good, and then when it comes to doing the actual job. Oh, hey, how's it going? Hey, welcome. <laughs> Sorry, we weren't ready. Oh, oh, oh. Got to work on that and get better at this job, Mrs. <laughs> Both of us. Uh, anyway, though, hi, welcome back. You look absolutely beautiful. Welcome Thank back, you. Mrs. Ryan. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Today is Tuesday, January 21st, 2020. Oh, my goodness gracious. Um, my name is Jay Ryan. This is Nicole Ryan. We are the Ryans, and this is the Late Night Playset. Uh, welcome back. Welcome back. As I've said 15 times, welcome <laughs> back. <laughs> Is what it is. Is what it is. Gary Delabati says hello a few times on the wrap-up show as well. We're working on it. Um, hi. hi. How are you doing? How are you feeling? Mrs. I look beautiful, so I must feel like shit today. Exactly. <laughs> really? My feet do not work. Nothing works. Yeah. You're very my slammy today. Is it I things have no aren't dexterity, and I think I do some when I pick something up, and I don't. Things with different weight or holding on to things? Both. Yeah. It's super fun. Oh, I know you don't mean that. So I love you're saying it with a giant old smile and a twinkle in your eye. My option is get a wheelchair or a walker, and I don't want that. So the option that I'm choosing is live in a happier place in my head. That's all I can do. I love you. I I support this. I know other people think it's a little nuts. It is what it is. You don't have to deal with it. You don't know what it's like. She does. Yeah. I love you. Um, I don't have too much to do today. We had a wonderful weekend. Uh, We've got a wonderful guest today who I should tell you about a little bit. Oh, my goodness. All right. Let's see. Our guest is professional voiceover artist Ian James Corlett. (laughs) But uh, can I call you Electro Porsche, too? Sure. Sure. (laughs) But he's also a Porsche guy, and he's a a Porsche file, I'm going to say, and he's converted a 912 into an electric Porsche, and everybody in the Los Angeles area knows him and his car, and uh, we're all going to get to know him a little bit here on the show today. Sounds exciting. We've we've seen him at events for literally years, and when we started doing this a little bit, he was like, oh, well, if you ever need a guest, let me know. And we said, absolutely, when we're ready, we'll do it. And we've just been doing this show left and right. Um, And now I feel like we're at the point where... uh, well, you correct me if I'm wrong here, but we're we're going towards growth in what we do at the job. The show is a show. It exists. There's a box on your television, and you can click on it. We have a website and everything. But getting better at the show, we joked ahead of time, and, and nowadays I feel like it's more important than ever with the goals that we have going forward. It's taken it to the next level, and that's us. So the guy that's here yeah. today is a professional industry guy, and um, he's probably even done panel on shows before. So um, it's one of those things where, you know, we're ready for him. It's exciting. I'm excited to have the conversation. I can't wait to talk to him. We see him in Malibu sometimes, yeah? I think we see him everywhere. The, yeah. the cars and coffees, the, the just driving around. I'm glad to talk to him finally. Yeah. That'd be nice. Plus, I think he's an interesting character because we have watched uh, his. Actually, you know what? I'm going to do that because we don't have a whole lot of stuff top of show. So we're actually going to watch his, uh, his the reel. Yeah. Well, we have to put it up anyway, so may as well do it, and then we can. Cool. Then we'll know exactly what we can talk to him about when he gets in here. Cool. All right. Mm-hmm. Should we do that now? Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, how about that? <laughs> this is the reel for the guest you are going to see in here in a few minutes. Uh, we'll be back to talk about some other stuff and then get this guest in here. Roll it, how? Keep your shell on. <laughs> Everybody, be cool. 
I'm on it. How you like them apples? Who, us? Come on, sing! Welcome, uh, just the two bags? Well, care to explain? All right, let's rage! Hello, Pteranodon family. All aboard! Poseidon, Lord of the Ocean. You're a liar! Your eminence, tick-tock, no clocks, Bentley. It throws me off. No one ages here. We've all been the same age since we were captured. My name is Goku! Wait, that was my name. I don't like the looks of this, boss. What do we do? What am I going to tell Mayor Madison? Sometimes I roll over things I'm not supposed to. Okay, kitty's awake. Back in the cage, Rover. I have a tail and I'm not afraid to use it. You didn't know what you were doing. The betrayal was a cry for help. She was a bit hot to swallow, am I right? <laughs> Everyone will see it is I who should be in control. You guys look suspiciously hungry for banana nut loaf. Thanks to you, I realize that sometimes honesty isn't the best policy. <laughs> At least I came out his mouth. A big Bortronian junk sucker! A new babysitter? I might have a few brain waves! <laughs> fight, 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 any fight, fight, fight! Do you smell that? That's the smell of rarity. So I blasted her into an ice sculpture! <laughs> it was the start of a whole new career for me. And while you're at it, can you tell me why I got these buckets on my feet? All right then, good fortune to all of you. Positions, prepare! Hey, it's Ransom the Clown here, and I want to tell you about this game called Thimbleweed Park. Commence punishment! And I recognize many of my previous expeditions were seen as disappointments to those involved. This, however, will be different. Because I love trains. Woo-hoo! I just love trains. Oh yeah, but I can't explain, and I won't complain. I only know that I love trains. Thank you, thank you very much. <laughs> that is the greatest. All right. I hope you enjoyed it because I did. I was laughing my ass off during yeah. that. <laughs> I would watch that if that were a show. <laughs> All the characters just merged into one. Oh, my gosh. So, good. so talented. And you guys are going to love him when he gets in here. All right, Mrs. Ryan, on to show stuff, on to show stuff. Uh, well, <laughs> speaking of getting better at the job. Yeah. All right, Dave watching as my phone goes off right then and there. All right, somebody else. Yeah, I heard that. Not relevant for us. Uh, but that uh, opening there shows us that it's Dave Watch Time. And Mrs. Ryan, if uh, if anyone... <laughs> we have to start doing rehearsals. It's the only way to get better at this. Uh, 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 if you've been paying attention to the show this year, you know we've been going after uh, Mr. David Letterman as a guest on our program. There are a few reasons for that. Obviously, he's a great get as a guest and could make our show. There is no doubt about that. Uh, obviously, we are sitting at his old set uh, from his old show. Um, that's uh, obviously uh, 
pretty obvious as well. What isn't maybe, uh, if you're just looking at the show, is the backstory behind it, uh, my own history with David Letterman, your history in the industry that's helping put this whole thing together nowadays. Um, so we've been going after Dave on uh, as a guest for the show. Mrs. Ryan, what's new with Dave Watch? Uh, I have a call in to his guy this morning, but um, I've decided that since every day, this is going to happen, blah, yep. blah. So the X will come eventually when he's there. So in the meantime, I figured I would pull the curtain back and tell little tidbits about my life oh. that make this make sense. Love it. I found an email this morning from 2006 when I knew this guy. We had talk oh, show magic fella. before. Yeah. We he was the segment producer on a show I you I put guests on, mm-hmm. and one of the guys a, a one, famous talk show that's not on the air anymore. Correct, and uh, or the wh- show is, but it's a different host. Is that what it is? I don't know. Okay. I don't care. Okay, but uh, we couldn't remember who the guest was that I helped book on that show and that he worked with them. Oh. And it was in this email that I looked for and have looked for a bunch in the show today. Uh, one of the hosts of Top Gear. You're kidding. Yeah. We re- we collaborated and made magic happen Oh, I see. Before. One of the new hosts of Top Gear was your client way back when. And Correct. that's the client you had on the show when you worked with Dave's guy when he was not working with Dave yet. Correct. He was just a segment producer on a different talk show. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Well, that's funny because isn't this person going to be a guest on our show soon? Probably, but I mean the other one. Oh, you're kidding. Yes. <laughs> I know. It that goes so, so funny. deep. Well, we're working on that one to get him here yeah. too. Boy, that's so funny. Well, we can say their names, right? They host Top Gear now. We're talking about Rob Cordry and Dax Shepard. Yes, and Dax is the one that I worked with, uh, the, Dave's guy before That's with. so funny. I almost put up a TBT the other day. Maybe you won't mind if I do it this week, a picture of you and Dax. That'd be great. Okay, cool. From from way back when, from probably that time. Maybe even that day, for goodness sake. But who knows? Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. I can't wait to talk to him about it, because we didn't remember last time we talked. So who it was. Yeah, and he had a totally different great idea, Jack Black, who I worked with also way back in the day, but right. that's not who he and I worked with. Mm. So I can't wait to talk to him about this. Well, it's funny, too, because Dak Shepard has only blown up since then. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He was probably on punked and shit way back then. <laughs> yeah, we were promoting uh, Idiocracy and punk. Oh, God. How's that? Mrs. Ryan worked on Idiocracy, or yeah. at least on the promo for it. I mean, that's pretty amazing, considering how yeah. goddamn relevant that, that movie is today. Yeah. My history is pretty in-depth and relevant, but uh, I love that movie. It's yeah. great. But uh, it, was a, it was Talk Show Magic again. So I'm small excited. World. Small world. Um, with that, uh, and that's been, and that's been. That's Dave Oh, it's a delight, Mrs. Ryan. All right, well, with that, let us talk about um, the website's live. Hang on, I've got a picture of it. Not that you couldn't go there and know what it would look like, but that's what it looks like. Cool. <laughs> it's uh, it's in progress. It's in process. It's being still designed. That's basically it's the holder page which we want. But I think there'll be some other things in a merch store and stuff. Hopefully this week, maybe. Hopefully this week, yeah. Right. We're having those conversations now. There's a donate and subscribe and watch and listen and all that. All the stuff. It's all there. I love it. Um, Mrs. Ryan, I'm going to go over to the East Coast feed for a second, but it's not going to be what you think it is. It's actually not all that happy. So roll over here to the East Coast feed, and I'm just going to show you a picture today instead of a video. 
Okay. Down there in the bottom right, we have Danbury Chive. We have uh, Steve Kaslaskis. And uh, the other gentlemen in the hats are some other people I don't know from Richfield BMW. However, the gentleman not in a hat there in the middle, uh, his name was Bob McManus, and he passed away uh, over the weekend, had a heart attack. And he was uh, the DMV specialist over there at Ridgefield BMW. We've seen him in videos before. He's a good friend of Kaz's, and uh, he was there on Friday, and he's not here anymore. So they said goodbye this morning. Just uh, one of those things. You know, we're at that age where people start to drive. He's 56 years old and just had a heart attack. Just is what it is. That's a bummer. My dad was 56 when he died, and it seemed so old to me. We had this conversation this morning. I was 18 years old, so it, it was very old to me. But now, when you're in your... 40s mid 40s whatever it is well 56 feels like tomorrow and then uh, closer yeah the whole perspective changes a bit and you realize you're at that age where anything can happen and uh, and friends start dropping weird yeah. anyway so we love you and uh hearts go to uh, all of our friends and family down at ridgefield bmw uh, sorry for your loss love you kaz man all right that's it mrs ryan bringing it down all right <laughs> can't wait to follow that <laughs> It's time to ask the question that's on everyone's mind. Hilarious. What's going on, Mrs. Ryan? There's a school in Ireland that uh, it's done this for a few years, but I just read about the most recent one. Uh, Every year around Christmas, it takes a month off homework uh, allocations and it it assigns uh, daily acts of kindness. Instead of homework, meaning Instead this of, is your homework. Yeah, they have taken it upon themselves because they're like, you usually learn empathy and compassion from friends and family and at churches and stuff. Right. Not everyone does that anymore. And so. No, people are spending more time alone. Right. And so this school is like, we'll do it ourselves. This is how we're going to try to do it. And they've had great results. Wow. Um, Mondays, they uh, they ask the kids to call an older person and offer to help. Tuesdays, it's like make nice for a family member that needs your help. Wednesday is uh, whatever you like, any kind of act of kindness. And Thursdays are take care of yourself day. It's the type of thing that can make people feel much better about themselves, let alone the good they're doing in the world. All of a sudden, they are a better person because they are helping, and then there's this weird thing that happens, this weird chemical reaction inside you that makes you feel better, and it's like magic, and then you want to just do it more and more and more. That's been a lot of the feedback from the study in three years. It's really cool, and I hope we implement it here. That's awesome. Yeah. Honestly, I probably would have been a straight-A student if it weren't for homework. I just wouldn't do it couldn't stand it i was like you occupied my time when i was with you and i wanted to be doing other things i am doing other things now (laughs) yeah i was uh really pragmatic and did my homework for hours every night to the point of nothing (laughs) i just want to say that wow no point amazing um the fda has expanded access uh it's trying new things so it's food and drug administration that's how much i know yes They've expanded uh, the application of MDMA, Molly, uh, for studies, for research purposes, for post-traumatic stress disorder. Is this the God molecule? The Joe Rogan, the God molecule, whatever, lets you see the the source code or whatever? One of them, it's a rave drug, like you can apply it in different ways. But what it basically does in your body is it shuts off fear. So... For people that have like, like walking on wires and taking thrill seeking efforts, like it's not always advised. It's, uh, uh. but you need for, that a little bit people, of fear to keep you sane, <laughs> totally. But Oof. for people with PTSD, a third of people don't respond to conventional treatments, so this is a way to explore 
other ways to help them. Wild. Yeah. Never yeah, anytime they're trying something new, I'm into that. Yeah, me too. Uh, I'll talk about Netflix tomorrow. They're expanding into Europe. Uh, lastly, though, Disney World water slides are closing down this week because it's so cold. I heard that literally because of freezing pipes and stuff like they had to, they're worried yeah. about frozen. Yeah. Oh, the temperature is down to like 45 at night and 50 during the day, which is like not, doesn't sound bad, but when you're going on vacation, to Florida, yeah. To Florida to be in a bathing suit and be in water, like, no thanks. A lot of snow in Hawaii right now as well. Really? Mm-hmm. I mean, just on that same kind of like, oh, weather's weird. <laughs> well, you never know. Don't expect water parks to be working in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> and that's been What's Going On, Mrs. Ryan. <laughs> God, you are a delight. You are the best. So <laughs> glad everyone, to hear that. Hope everyone else knows it. So great. So glad to hear that. All right. Um, well, that's it. Let's take a break, shall okay. we? Okay. Let's get a little, a little more formal with this whole thing. <laughs> We're going to take a break. We're going to get our guest in here. Um, oh, oh, shit. But I got to do this. We will be back with more Late Night Playset right after these brief words from Oh So Delicious Hot Sauce, the hot sauce made by bears. Oh, so delicious, it's a hot sauce made by bears. Garlic and serrano, mixed with love and care. You can put it on your eggs, pour it on your rice. It's great on a leg, it's better on a slice. It's oh, so delicious, it's a hot sauce made by bears. Oh, so delicious hot sauce, great on everything except oatmeal. Get your bottle today at ohsodelicious.org. One dollar from every bottle sold goes to the National Military Family Association. Awesome. Oh, in that case, why dilly dally? Let's just come on back. <laughs> Sit up straight. Yeah. <laughs> and with that, once you're fixed up there, bring the mic to you. Oh, yeah. And we are oh. sitting here with Ian James Corlett. How are you, man? I'm really good. Thanks for having me. Thank you very much Thanks for joining for us here. I'm finally getting here in the home studio and the whole bit. You were just uh, checking it out. Yeah, yeah. It, this is, <laughs> this is amazing. This is absolutely amazing. I have so many questions. Okay. First of which, sure. how did you come to have this furniture. Oh, that's pretty cool. Is this number one question, right? Yeah, it comes out a lot. We don't talk about it too much on the show anymore, but um, a lifelong dedication to the subject is generally what I say. Yeah. Yeah, my ties with David Letterman go to when I was a child. Wow. Living in the same town that he used to live in when he did the show. So right. whenever he was telling you and the rest of America about the kid at the grocery store or the guy at the gas station or the guy in time he got pulled over and just whatever. Yeah. All my town, all our people, we took a little bit of ownership Got it. You know, it was kind of an interesting thing. So I've just been there the whole time. Well, you're successful. Thanks, man. Look um, at this. Well, so the deal is that this was at a museum. The show gave it to a museum, and we were lucky enough to get it after the museum no longer needed it. And uh, and that's the truth of it. Yeah. yeah. A hell of a hell of a story. Ask and you will receive, right? Yeah, in the weirdest way. And if you don't know the the, the microphone story, it really um, it's the bookend that makes all of this make sense. I don't know the microphone story. We won't tell it on the show, but she'll send you a link because I literally spilled my guts one time uh, on the show just telling the story. Okay, okay, good. And uh, and it's a a doozy. I mean, those mics – speaking of mics, they were never – uh, live. I mean, people were mic'd up on the show, right? I mean, that was just a prop, wasn't it? This was and still is always live, believe it or not, but it was really just for this. Yeah. It was really just for this. Yeah. You always had a lab, there was a boom. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. I, I know stuff worked. about TV. I know you do, but it always works. <laughs> well, but you're a voiceover guy too. I yes. Mean, so microphones probably are. Uh, my, microphones a thing. are are near and dear to my heart. Yes, I've had many, and I have many. Is that something? Do you are you, some some people take it very seriously? Singers and voiceover artists, where they have favorites, they have attachments, they have maybe a certain particular one they always use and bring with them type of thing? Yeah, I'm not that uh, devoted to anything. Okay. Uh, except my family. To anything, nothing at all. Except I'm, my family. Uh, but no, no, no. I, I'm uh, Microphone culture is like any kind of nerd culture. Yeah. People get really into certain things. I mean, obviously, a, a, a Neumann uh, SM50 uh, U87. Yep. I just or U47 I went to sure. Anyway, um, you know there there are people that say that's it. That's the the granddaddy of all microphones. I actually use uh, a mic called a Shopes S H E S C H O E P S, and it the characteristics are very very similar to that Neumann. Warm. Um, very warm, very big, very very versatile. Uh, has a big condenser uh and even the neumanns are the old school telefunkens remade right very so, yeah yeah exactly and we had yeah, the ceo I've of questions we I had have questions C- about this too we had the ceo of telefunken on uh friday oh or wow. thursday whatever last week yeah so it, anyway that's what i use uh when i travel i use a different kind of mic it, and i get stopped every time i go through the airport because it Sir, looks like a weapon you? no it's a, actually i do have one in the car <laughs> Because I use the car sure. when I need to do something right. quick, and it, it, as in you'll record in the car when you it, need exactly, it. Sure. exactly, yeah. Because uh-huh. cars, not so much my old nine twelve, but modern Nowadays. cars are really soundproof and Insulated. they're great. Like if you can, you know, pull off to a side street, it's they're very good. That's amazing. Yeah, they're made to you know uh, shield sound from road noise. And it works the op. Oh, jeez. They're already soundproof. I said basically. I was good with mics. Whack. <laughs> um, anyway, they're, so they're good on the opposite, too. So, awesome. so when I travel, I use this thing called a Sennheiser 416, mm. which, um, you know, when it's you a boom tra- mic generally, it, right? It's a boom Very mic. Very long and narrow. Exactly, exactly. So on the, on the uh, X ray, it looks like, what is this guy carrying? Yeah. You know, is it a pipe bomb? Is it, what is it? So In the old days, if you'd ever see a little stick coming into the shot on a talk show right about here, that's that was probably that, was. that same yep. kind of mic that you're talking yep. about. Yeah, Or some version that's of that's it. That's what mm-hmm. you travel. You're crazy yeah. traveling <laughs> with that. Yeah, why not? You know, cool. Got to have my stuff. <laughs> well, but that, that paints an interesting picture to let people know that these are generally quite personal to the person using them, especially if they've chosen a specific thing and have used it for a long time. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You, you know, you have your favorites. And um, then what if one day that were to disappear? Uh, do you yeah. get the sense of what I'm talking about? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I do. What would you do? Uh, do you just go replace it or do you I, start from scratch? I think I re- – well, the story on the Shopes is – I think it's a funny story. Um, <laughs> I, my history is in music and music retail. Our family business was that of selling gear. So for ever since I was a kid, we would go to the NAM show in Anaheim. Yeah, NAMM. So you're a tech nerd. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did you just go to the I last, did. last week? Yeah. That's why Tony was in town. So like five years ago-ish, um, I'm at the NAM show, and I go to one of these the booths, and they're, they say, you know, stick your uh, – a uh, business card in here and you know maybe, maybe you can a win a mic yep. so i get this call from this german company this very german guy says hello is this mr Corrett? yeah <laughs> and uh yeah you you won the the shops and i went well, I, what i didn't even remember it. <laughs> like 
entering. <laughs> and then I quickly looked it up. What, what the heck did I do? And I looked at the mic and went, oh, that's like a $3,000 mic. Oh, man. Yay, this me. This is a huge that's deal. Awesome. A huge deal because that was in the early days. By the way, I used to live like blocks from you guys. Oh, no I won't shit. say where it Small is, world. but just over there. We're so the, this was my Universal walk. Studios is yeah. what we usually say. And I, this was my walking route. So anyway, back in those days when I was just dipping my toe into L.A., um, I didn't, I didn't travel with my best mic. It was like this, this was sort of my satellite. Mm -hmm. So I could really use like a really good mic. And I went, this is fantastic. So then I get the thing, I start using it. Oh, that, this is the best mic I've ever owned actually. Um, and then it worked cause I actually ended up buying one. So uh, get one for free. They got their money. Yeah. They got their money. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's why I'm, I'm now I'm a, Shope's guy. If you look at it, like I'm sure you'll look it up at some point. Like oh, it's a really <laughs> unusual looking mic. And I every time I post a picture from my studio, they go, Whose mic is what kind of mic is that? I say, oh, it's it's very special. Wow, that's German. so wild. Yeah. What's special about it? Well, it the the design of it is very unique. It it's like exposed. It looks kind of vintage and modern at the same time. The characteristics are very similar to that Neumann that we were talking no about. Kidding. Yeah, the U87. But it's not an old ribbon. It's some modern element that Yeah, it's, can a, it's a condenser mic. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, yeah, and so it, cool. it's... Um, it's kind of the best of all the worlds, it, right? Because you don't have the fragility. It's very good. Yeah, I don't travel with it because I just don't want to have that knocking around... Anywhere. Also, you don't want to be that guy. Here, here I am with my $3,000 microphone. I'm ready to record yeah, your, yeah. Little, oh, no, no. your little thing. No, I you never do less that. Than, you know, for the session is less than what your microphone costs. For the record, I never do that. I, and I, Nor do I travel with my own headphones, which is a oh, thing. Oh, that's a common thing, too. It's yeah. a thing. And it's just like, I don't, you know, I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. But if you didn't have that concern, wouldn't you be that guy? Because you do have those preferences? Nope. Good for you. I just, no, that's, this is your space. Wow. It's not my space. My space is my space. I can do whatever I want. It's a great point. It's a great point. Yeah. I never really thought about it. I wouldn't take this equipment to do somebody else's podcast. It's a really interesting way to look at control issues. You don't <laughs> yeah. have any. Well, thanks have for them, saying that. <laughs> Say, thanks for saying that. For, for anyone watching that knows me, <laughs> see, I don't have control issues. That's mostly for my wife. Oh, good. No control issues. <laughs> In that one In that narrow regard. area of my life. Uh, well, then let's get, we'll try to wrangle this a little bit more and, yeah. and make a story out of it. Where are you from, if not here? I am. Uh, I was born in the Burnaby General Hospital, which is a suburb of Vancouver, oh. British Columbia, Canada. Okay. Yes. So I am Canadian through and through. Um, I, I have a very neutral Canadian accent once in a while. The, the odd word will pop out. I hear it just in words, but yeah. like, you're right. Neutral we like to speak the, the Queen's way. English <laughs> without, the, without the pomp and circumstance. Also, with what you do for a living, I assume that no dialect is the best. It's right. the best, yeah. yeah. Plus, you, you kind of get it beaten out of you as well. Mm. Because By engineers and, and other yeah, directors? Yeah, and producers. And, mm. you know, because I, I really cut my teeth in commercials when I was young. Vancouver used to have a, a very vibrant, <coughs> excuse me, very vibrant uh, commercial production uh, industry, uh, which is not so much now. And uh, so, as a result, you do things for for international clients, many American ones, and you really learn quickly. Like, don't don't know, sound like a don't name. sound like a anything. Just anything. sound neutral, like like a good newscaster, right? Like some yeah. of the the biggest. 
well, a handful of the biggest American newscasters. Oh, I forgot his name now. I we're, have them We're all. actually Canadian. Oh. Um, well, the guy uh, who was Tom Peter Brokaw. Jennings. Oh, Peter Jennings was definitely Canadian. Yeah. Canadian. I was going to note that along with what you're saying, though, they uh, maybe Canadian is an element. They all seem to have a speech impediment of some sort, <laughs> and they and they just truck through it. Oh, I know. I know. Every single – from Tom Brokaw to, I think, of Dan Rather and even Brian Williams just a little bit. Like, these guys are all fantastic. Yeah. And guys that I Brian have looked Williams. up to for years. And, thank you very I much. You get it? Oh, yeah. He's great. And Tom Brokaw. Yeah. He's triple a, a several several letters he's he doesn't now. pronounce. It could be anything. I mean, back when he did the job. Okay, all right. I know. <laughs> Peter Jennings, another one. Um, all right, so so, but m- music was what? Okay, were the was your music history in Canada as well? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, I've only been here. If if you count the the transition where I'm, uh, I kind of go. Let I'm going to try this. <laughs> it's about five years. What? Um, so yeah, because basically, what what happened? Was, <laughs> Let's get the I had some trouble in Canada. No, I didn't. No. <laughs> There's restraining orders and all sorts of things. So I couldn't get into studios with any children. Oh, I'm no. kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, goodness, you're kidding. I'm kidding. No. Uh, no you're on well, a lot of children's shows. It's, yeah, I am. Uh, and they love me. Just ask my daughter because she is also in the industry and she's more on the level with these poor kids oh, no kidding. who have to uh, work with good old me. Is she voiceover as well yep. or acting? Yeah, oh, but, no but she's she, – she doesn't like to admit it. Oh, she's going to see this. Uh, <laughs> but her current income is voiceover. Mm-hmm. She's got huge upside. Um, she's level whatever at Groundlings and she makes stuff and she's a creator writer. Actually, we're writing a together. This is really weird. We're writing a screenplay. Um, no way. So is everyone, right? <laughs> but I really, I really do write and produce stuff. Like I had, a, I had two series in Canada that I created and oh, wow. and wrote animated lots or of live action, animated, yeah, very cool. Um, so anyway, uh, daughter voiceover, yeah. So I mean, she's got huge upside, and she will do great things in this business. Um, but I was talking about me. <laughs> I forgot. M- music up in Canada. <laughs> music, and all that yeah, in Canada. So I came from. here, right? So I came here, um, and what happened was I worked a lot in animation in Canada, and there's kind of a there's a bit of a glass ceiling where you he's on too much stuff. Mm-hmm. We've heard him before, even though it's really weird. I mean, they're not seeing me. Thank the Lord. <laughs> Um, because I sound a lot younger, or I can sound a lot younger than I am, and th- that's a whole other thing. But uh, <laughs> it's you- delightful. There are many things I have seen that you have been in based on that uh, reel. Yeah. That I obviously I had no idea who the person was, sure. but I certainly didn't know it was somebody that we we relatively know. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Cool. I know. And and, and you I've don't seen almost all of those things. Like I don't want to be seen. Like it, and my web page and everything. You you won't find pictures of me because i find it's a detriment actually it's oh, seriously because of the age uh, Ray and the it, beard can't it, play kids is it, that what the idea it, is it's partially that yeah I, like i've shown up at an audition on a callback that i've recorded in my own facility and this this was a great one uh I, it was for some 20 year old guy and we're sitting around it was a weird kind of audition and and they you know they're looking down their clipboard okay uh next ian and they look around they look around and i'm kind of like that's that's, that's me and they're, they're just looking right past me. And I'm saying, it's me. 
Like, it really is me. And then th- their face was just like, Sir, are you with Ian? Is oh, he in the restroom? No, this is not. No. And then I went in. It was a horrible, horrible audition. It's like, D- just don't look at me. Okay? Judge me on my merits. Please. Just send the tape next time, Just right? send like the that, tape. Yeah. So, I mean, but that's my business, right? Like, it's – the voiceover is – you know, the, the old expression, a face made for radio, right? Like, there's some really weird-looking <laughs> people in radio. And they, they're fantastically talented, and that's kind of the way it should be. I mean, there's people that are made for on-camera and others. I mean, yeah, but you're describing yourself to – I mean, I think you're a very handsome man sitting well, I'm not before hideously me. You know what I'm deformed. saying? It's just that you don't match whatever the role you were exactly. going for. It's Vince Vaughn and Swingers. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So that, that's, that's my thing. Anyway, I, I hit this glass ceiling. And I just wasn't working as much as I needed to. You saturated the market up in Canada. A little bit, yeah. 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 And and the thing is, Vancouver, in in every aspect of film and TV, is a service town. Like, productions come there to do things. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I mean, on a good year, you might get three new animated series that sort of come to town and go okay we're going to cast this and we're going to record it it's usually more like one or two because mm-hmm. uh, the market has changed now as well it used to be more than that and if you don't snag one of those you're kind of done unemployed right and i didn't want to start selling mercedes which i could but i just didn't want to do that right so i went i'm you know pulling up the truck and moving to beverly Wow. Nice I, It pull. wasn't quite... Is that I how know. it went? I don't know. Cement pond? Something. You know what I meant. <laughs> of course I do. Yeah. So I moved here. <laughs> they just sold that for $150 bucks last year, or a couple oh, the, years ago. the, uh, the, the mansion. mansion. Yeah. yeah. $150 I gotta, I, million bucks. I got to drive That's by that. Crazy. They'll probably knock it down, right? And put something else up? Yeah. Isn't that something? Yeah. Big cement pond. Yep. <laughs> Where was that? Beverly Hills someplace. Somewhere. Right. I hope it's in Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills proper someplace on the flats. Yeah. yeah. I, I have never been by it. It's one of those like enigmas. Well, th- this is another thing about living here now is there's so much of that stuff. Like one of my other walks, I was mentioning this, this was on my walk route. Yes. And then one of my other walks when I moved to Los Feliz was up the hill. And I, and I loved going to the houses that Walt Disney used to mm. own. So there was like the modest one that him and his brother Roy bought side by side that still exists there. And then up the hill, it's like, okay, now he's, he's really doing well. Yeah, that's And it's this, you know, sort of Tudor-style brick and English-looking thing. It's really cool. Are these up in Griffith or just in he, the, Los, like on the hills leading on the up hill, to? Yeah, on the hills. Getting there. Bel- like uh, east and below where the observatory is. Right. Like so not near, Vermont and all that. Yeah. Well, near near the – sort of near the Greek. It's up in oh, there. Oh, yeah. That is where I was thinking. Yeah, that is – That is where I was thinking. It's, there's so many film houses up there. And there's a bunch the of Frank Lloyd like, Wright the streets houses. are – yeah, 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 yeah. There's, there's like British names, you know, like Cumberland and yeah. other stuff. Anyway, it's up there. The Ennis Brown house is up there, the Frank Lloyd Wright one. And the, the house from Vacation is there. They're from uh, National oh, Lampoon's right? Vacation. Yeah. yeah. Right oh, see, bottom. now I got other stuff to look. There's, and, you or, have no idea. There's so much and he knows so much. Well, I'm a nerd. Awesome. I'm a oh, nerd. So well, all, all the things you're mentioning, I'm like, oh, I love that stuff. On my other one, this, I, I hope there's no agenda here because I'm just chatting. No. Um, on, my, on my other walk, when I was in this neighborhood going that way, I was walking around and I, I you know, I love houses. Mm-hmm. I just do. And I looked at this one and I went, Man, what a Brady Bunch house, which is oh. a term that my wife and I have for 
houses of that of style that in that year. Of course, well, if you were to go right over it was here, the real one. You're beating me to up. it. Exactly. And so I you know, sent her a picture. Hey, look at this classic Brady Bunch house. And then I realized, oh, Holy that's smokes. the house. It's yeah. really How long ago Brady was it? Uh, five years ago oh, before so the, the be- big. So it didn't. It still had that fence and everything. Yeah. So it could have been a different house. Yeah. <laughs> With the yeah. same address. So my instincts were right. <laughs> yeah, you it's got it. Very important that I'm right. <laughs> Control issues. Oh, yeah. We already talked See, about that. See, I do have control issues. Like a, it's just yeah, come up in different other places. Uh, Let go. <laughs> okay. All right. Guilty is charged. So I want to figure out how you go from music. Did mm. you ever do acting at all? Oh. And yes. not that you're not acting now. Forgive the term. But no, you know what no, I mean? Like no, live no, action. No, acting. I know. Okay. No. I, please. <laughs> there is. Can there you do is, any characters? There is zero <laughs> ego when it comes to what you call me or what I do for a living. I'm I am a I am a journeyman. Oh, give I love the, that tradesman. Give love me it. the lines. Tell what me do you, you want? want Let's go. <laughs> so, would you be offended if a director ever gave you a line read? Not in the I, slightest. I was never either. In the few things I ever did, I I thought that was helpful. What do you and want? Got, yeah. And got the day moving. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I used to work with a, a very famous. Um, voice director who is now retired her name is uh, andrea romano she did like everything everything all the animaniac stuff um <laughs> also right around the corner yeah yeah exactly anyway she like she would do she was a very caring kind director and would you know nurture you along and in whatever the line was. More and than what you get these days a lot of times uh no no there's some good <laughs> ones there's some very good ones she was okay. just outstanding oh, i see and I think her thing, I didn't really put a, a, a clock on it, but it was sort of like, well, after three takes, I think I'm going to just read it for you. Mm. <laughs> and and then when, when they would, the actor. <laughs> I know what I want. <laughs> it wasn't me. It was never me. Uh, but the other actor uh, would, would, you know, then perform the line just the way she read it. And, and I loved her comeback because it was not lost on her. She goes, I like it when you do it just like me. <laughs> Moving on. Wow. Yeah, and it was it was great. And, and I think in in my part of the acting world, there's a lot less of the. Don't you dare give me a line read. I'm emoting. I'm an actor. It's like no, no, no. I'm sitting in a box. Uh, I mean, we are actors, sure, but it's a different toolbox. Mm. Very different. And you know, you get film and TV people coming in. And you just go, oh, wow, that's bad because it's all up here and it's all. That's what I was going to say. Is is some of it. Is some of it because it is all up here and and just your tether versus uh, you don't have to put on makeup and your wardrobe and you don't have to stand there and look pretty. And, yeah. you know, there's a lot of other um, – you're talking about ego before no ego. Yeah. There's a lot of other things that get inflated even if you don't want them to when someone is primping you and probably Absolutely. doing all the stuff. Absolutely. And then you have to then maintain that and hold that up. Yep. So if all of that is – I'm not trying to say it's easier, but you must pull from a different place. It's less complex but maybe Here's different. The, the, the people that – that come into a voiceover session, specifically animation. Um, and there's, you know, there's a galaxy of different types of animation. There's a very dramatic sort of video game style stuff. And then there's like the wacky, you know, like that stuff, right? And, it, and it's, it's everything. But the people that come from outside of my world, our world, uh, that, that are good almost immediately are theater people, oh. stage people. Because they get, to go there? they get projection, they get that you can't. Oh, jeez, we can move that. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> they, they, they get that that it. There's no close up, and it's like all in my eyes, you know. Right. 
No, it's not. You have to do it. You got to sound like it's in your eyes, right? <laughs> and theater people get that. So whenever someone comes in who's really good right away, uh, I talk to them. So uh, what's your background? Well, I was uh, in New York for uh, I did a lot of theater. And, yeah, I know. You can, <laughs> you can tell. tell. Yeah. In a good way. In a very good way. Yeah. Hmm. You, um, a moment ago, went into almost a little Jerry Lewis. Sure. Now, the only, anima- lady. The only animated <laughs> character that is like the Nutty Professor I can think of is the one from The Simpsons, the scientist from The Simpsons. Yes. And it's Hank Azaria basically doing yes. that Nutty Professor character. Yes. Is there someone else I can't think of? Or have you well, done a character like that? Because I you have. do it f- very, very well <laughs> to the point where it sounds like Jerry Lewis. One of my favorite characters, it, and it was not, I didn't go into it saying I'm going to do Jerry Lewis, mm-hmm. but I'm a huge fan. Um, was this is a really old cartoon, old reference, but if your audience has nerds, they'll know this. Um, it was uh, it was for the Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog, oh, sure. and the two presented by Sega. That's right, that's right. So there was the the Doctor Robotnik's two henchmen and the monkey, and I played the monkey named Coconuts. And it, it's one of the one of my favorite roles because it was one of the first ones that I could just be totally good, Doctor Robotnik. Don't hit me, please. Don't put me on sanitation patrol. And it was like that, and and I just really enjoyed that character because it was the first time I was able to do it. Yes. Yeah. That's so exciting. Yeah. Because you're doing it, but well, this. Mm. All right. Can I? I have a different question, but yeah. it's the same thing almost backwards. Have you ever had to um, go in and – and this came up to my mind when I was watching your, your reel. Has anybody ever – there's probably a way to say this, and I don't really know what it is. Because oh, I would imagine you be, probably run into it a gonna lot. It's going to be hurtful, isn't no, it? No, no, no. What if <laughs> you're so talented, you can do all these voices. Has anyone ever hired you to do someone else's voice when they could have hired that guy? Mm. Ooh. Good question. Well <sighs> – because I know people that have had that happen, especially for, you mentioned a moment ago, video games, when the real guy maybe won't go read yes. the fucking scratch for Shark Tank, the game. Yes. So, yeah, that's very common. Now, there's two levels of that. There's, like, the commercial level, if it, and you really can't or shouldn't be hiring someone to just sound like someone else. Yeah. And there was a big deal in the music business, too, where, you know, like, oh, let's just – we can't afford the the actual Aretha Franklin track. So let's just reproduce it and get a sound alike. Pharrell with Blurred Lines. We were just talking about this yesterday. Yeah. He lost that one even though he probably played by the rules. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So anyway, yes, I have. Okay. And the most recent one uh, was – now, I was really excited about this because I love this actor. And I never really thought that I sounded like him. But as I was working on the thing, I went, mm. oh, yeah, that's pretty good. In, in a, you know, like a certain box. And it's Sam Rockwell. Oh, whoa. No yeah, so, shit. Yeah, so I scratched and replaced a whole bunch. I'm not Just sure if I'm him. supposed to talk about it. Oh, this. it's not out <gasps> yet, maybe. Uh, I'm not going to tell you what it was, perfect, what the project perfect. was. But it's, but it's, uh, it's, it's voice specific it's not like just him talking not his character from green mile which you know correct i could probably do okay so so he's he's um it's a it's an animated project fantastic yeah i love it yeah so that was uh that was a good one and then and then i've also replaced for very specific reasons of availability like the Mm -hmm. actor is just not here he's in england so we got to get a guy and we wrote uh, a new line we need to take exactly it. Right. exactly so the other one that i did was um and i always get 
hammered for this uh, because I I don't know what the right pronunciation is, but it, it's Ralph Fiennes or oh, I Rafe. think you're right. Oh shit! <laughs> right? See, and then you get that. I'm over here like, no, it's Fiennes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, Rafe Fiennes, Ralph Fiennes. You know who I'm talking but about. But you meant I, you yes, and you said uh, voice for radio, and I said quiz show, and he's the star of that movie. Right, right. So um, <clears throat> that was for uh, uh, Lego Batman. Oh, no There's, shit. And, and a bunch of uh, commercials that he was not interested in doing for, like, Lego and... That's exactly what happened to my friend whatever. who did the, you know, whatever, did a bunch of voices on the video games or the releases, the menus for the DVD, yep. all that stuff. Yep. There's a galaxy of jobs out there that... And that's a yeah. different job. That's what I was going to say. Like, then voicing a character for something, like reading menus is different. Right. Right. Exactly. And that's totally fine. But it's I don't mean, like, the fine. toothpaste or whatever. I mean, like, Shrek and Donkey. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He's doing both Eddie Murphy and Mike Myers for, right. call it a game or a menu right. or whatever. Yeah, it, it happens. Yeah. Yeah. So that's... Does anyone ever know? Do they even care? Oh, I think... You know, it's funny. I was watching um, uh, Disney Plus the other night. As you do, uh, and and I was watching too some much Star Wars <laughs> on that for us. We didn't get it. Yeah, you know what? I don't. Uh, I'm not really a Star Wars guy, so I didn't get it. But for you're that. our only hope, or whatever the guy, right? Yeah, sure. I could see that. Uh, Obi Wan, right. right. Alec Guinness, right? I could see that. Well, or or old uh, old uh, Luke, maybe. Oh no, um, I was thinking you were a young Alec Guinness. Okay, okay. well that's yeah, you know that's better. The, uh, yeah, these good. are the droids you look at the whole thing. Uh, anyway, so I was watching it, and and they had this Toy Story short because I, I, I like oh, the right, Pixar short. I'm sorry, <clears throat> it's quite all right. And and uh, uh, the pig, I think it's the pig, the piggy bank, is voiced by John Ratzenberger. And both my daughter and I went, "That's not the guy." Mm-hmm. Yet we waited for the credits, and it's no, that was John Ratzenberger. Yeah, we did that with the last couple of movies. He doesn't sound like himself anymore. I guess that's what it, it was is. Like the third Cars, I think we checked it too. Yeah, we weren't sure it was yeah. him anymore. Because he's always, he's been the guy that's in all of them. Oh, he's and, in all and of them. Yeah. One of them, one of the Cars movies, I think they even played. Wait a minute, this is the same actor over right, and over again. Right, it's right. So it's, funny. it's like a a good luck charm or something. Because um, I have a friend uh, that used to be living here that now lives in on an island in Vancouver on Salt Ooh. Spring Island, who has been in I think he's been in every Pixar movie in some way, shape, or form. Cool. Love that. Yeah. And he chooses to live in an island on an island. In yes, Vancouver. he does. That's awesome. Him and his wife moved up there. Ooh, it's got to be more than ten years ago. Um, and they just wanted out. You know, yeah, LA wasn't fair. wasn't for them. I lo- I Do love you, LA. I like I, I want to. You've only been a here five sitter. years. A big, bigger what? sitter. What? What? I want a bigger sitter to look after me. Uh, I really like big cities. Like I love New York. Sure. I love London. Okay. I don't think I can afford to live the way I want to live in, in New York in either of those. Yeah. Um, but uh, I like a big concentrated city stuff. I'm not, you know, going out partying every night, but I just want to know what's there. Interesting. Yeah. Can I get something quickly? Can I? Is there is there good food options? That kind of thing. You like resources. You like yeah. having resources available it's to so you at all times. It's so weird here. I mean, you drive everywhere, right? Like you just drive. Yep. And drive. And drive. I'm used to walking neighborhoods, you know, like in my my house in Vancouver, we still have a place there, um, is like on Main Street. That's the name of the street. 
Wow. And it's very much one like... One traffic light town? <clears throat> one traffic light no, town? No, 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 no. No, it's bustling. Vancouver it's, is hectic. Oh, you're yeah. in. You're actually in the city. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I'm not. Hence the I love big cities. <laughs> Who's paying <laughs> attention? I am. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, it, Main Street is very much like... Main Street... In, our part of Main Street is very much like Main Street in Santa Monica, if you're familiar with yeah, that. Like still live lots right there. of lots of stuff. We lots lived right of there until it got and, uh, too exactly. crazy that we left. Yeah. You know, and a, uh, every fourth one is a bicycle store. Right. Mm-hmm. right? <laughs> you know? yeah. That's that's my neighborhood in, in Vancouver. So anyway, I like I like neighborhoods, I like walking. So this idea of and I, I like driving as well, obviously, but not to do everything. Right. And I really kind of miss You that. have to here, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's one thing we, we we moved from that Venice area over to here, and we thought, oh, well, this is, you know, I don't know if we'll walk as much. I don't know if it's this. It's probably about the same. I mean, you you walking these days isn't that big a deal. But when we first moved here, yeah. I mean, there are a lot of restaurants and stuff. I I don't know. L A in general is a weird. It's a weird one. If you're in a pocket where you can pocket. walk somewhere, it's it's and they're everywhere. It, like they're they're you have to know to know where to go, mm. right? Like, oh, there's that pocket. Like currently, we live in Atwater Village. Okay, that's a pocket, mm-hmm. right? It is Las Feliz. The, uh, we used to live between the the two main streets, Hillhurst and Vermont. Oh, right. Another pocket. Yeah. Right. That's a very. So nice I was pocket. searching for those things. In that's this different. Big I, we, you're right. We I walked a lot more there, but like I wouldn't now because I don't like any of those places I went to. Right. It's more like. I can work here, and that's fine for an hour, and walk home. Like, yeah, doing this. Sh- if we still lived in Venice and did this show, I don't know that we'd even be able to because we'd have less than half the guests. I mean, luckily, being oh, where yeah. we are is so. It, well, it doesn't seem like oh, the valley. I don't know. It's actually incredibly freeway friendly where we are. Absolutely. Like I'm, even though I was late, one minute, one minute. Uh, I'm just still late. Um, like I'm 12 minutes away. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And you look at it on a map. Oh, that's. Wow, that's really close. Because I, I mean, I know where you guys. Are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like somebody comes from Westlake Village, and like, oh yeah, no, it was easy, fifteen minutes. And somebody right. yeah. comes from downtown. Oh yeah, twelve minutes. It was yeah. here, no big deal. Versus but out, where amazing. we were, out towards the water, take an hour just to get to, to just to, to get to a road to leave. Mm-hmm. Right, crazy. Yeah, I was just talking about that with someone. It's just a different lifestyle. Yeah, the air's good though. Yeah, that you can't beat that. But that's another thing about living here, though. We get this, not that you want the Hollywood air, but it's like 20 degrees cooler than the rest of the valley, I guess, because yes. of this. Because you're close to the mountain, I think. Is that, or the, the Coenga Pass there? Let's it seems just, to cut let's through. Let's just go with that. Who's going to Did you ever do any live action work on the Universal Backlot ever? No live action. No. The coldest place in all of Los Angeles. Oh, really? It's at, you have to bundle up in like parkas it's and gloves freezing. and scarves at night to work on the Universal Backlot. Can't describe why it gets so effing cold, but it's right across the street. Wow. And and so whatever, the way the, the wind cuts through the little the, the Coenga Pass there. It's a weird little microclimate. ecosystem. Yeah, microclimate. Yeah. Oh, gosh. You're so intelligent. Oh, yeah. It's the glasses. <laughs> <laughs> um, <My> superpower. <laughs> was comedy ever thing for you? You're very funny naturally. Um, yes, I mean I've written a lot of comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I can't. Uh, the actually I did stand up for the first time. What? Uh, Where? About when? About six months ago at Flappers, what? but it was a voice thing. It was like. Uh, uh, I guess they have a comedy festival there. Yes. It was part of the comedy, comedy festival. festival. And then there's a guy who puts together like a lineup of, I think I think it's called, oh, help. Um, we Talk Funny. 
Okay. That's the title of the thing. Mm -hmm. And I said, sure, I'll come because I thought it was a panel. I do lots of panels, oh, like for God. conventions, right? Yeah, but like, like we talk funny. Oh, there's going to be five, six of us up there. Yeah, that's what I thought. And then he said, "Well, no, it's stand up." And I went, "I've never done stand up." Yeah, but you could. Well, I did. I, yeah. <laughs> and basically, I said, "Look, I, said, I was really honest with the audience. I said, I, I, you know, the jokes will come, but I'm just going to tell you stories." So that's what I did, and you know, they laughed. How long, how long did it, how long did you do? How long did they give you? Well, that, that was another you're, problem. You're not in an open mic thing where they're going to yank it after two well, or three minutes. Well, a little bit. Okay. <laughs> uh, they, they, uh, there was uh, – he didn't tell me that I had a, you know, a time limit. So I, I just – yeah, I probably wrote like 10 minutes worth of stuff. I thought, oh, that's enough of me. And the light started flashing yeah. as they do in comedy clubs. I don't know when that was. I think it was five minutes. Oh, I got I to gotta do some cutting. So I did. And um, yeah. Everyone seemed to enjoy it. There was like some real comedians there, and they were very supportive and said, "Especially oh, you during the comedy it. fest, yeah. would you do it again?" Maybe, mm. but it's not. See, what's the benefit? The, what What's the upside? Here's the problem. I'm really comfortable in situations like this where it's just like wing, 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 wang, wing. Uh, if I have to like remember. Mm. Points and, and like, okay, so this joke goes like this, 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 and this. And then this joke, you know, goes into that one and it folds in there and, and then there's that punchline. The mechanics and logistics. Yeah. Plus, even, you know, I'm thinking about it right now in a very real way because of my experience. I'm going, no, I just, it's not really for me. But years ago, years and years and years ago, I used to watch stand-up comedians and just went, I couldn't do it because I I would be so bored by my own repetition. He That's, says that too. I could never do this. I can't do material. I've gone up before. I've, in fact, I've hosted, well, obviously, but I'm yeah. in, in crowds. I've hosted many, many things. Yeah, it's a different skill set. From burlesque shows to beauty pageants and everything in between. Um, I find that I am very natural and the crowd likes me more when I am able to just do crowd work and work with them and this yep. person yep. and that person and the whole thing. If I have to go do my regurgitate my material that I've worked on and I've honed. It's so unnatural for me to speak that yep. way. Yep. I Same feel thing. like I'm, I'm lying to you. I'm hacky. I'm yeah. just, I, I, I'm not this clever. I already figured this shit out. Like, yeah. It, there's something about it. I know. Feel I know. And, it, to me. and it's not to, it's not to, to diminish. Like, I mean, dear Lord, like a Jerry Seinfeld. No, those fantastic. guys are great. They, and they, they, they do it that you go do that. Like, that's just not for me. <laughs> So, um, yeah. And, and back to your earlier question about like acting, acting, um, I did it in school. You know, you do the plays. I was never really completely ever off book. Yeah. Cause, and, and this is another family issue. Like my wife and daughter go, Oh, don't say that about yourself. It's not, no, it's not true. I think you just don't want to. I don't think I can remember dialogue. Now there's a, there's a couple of reasons for that. Because I write, when I write something, I want it, like, I write it. I want it to sound like this. Mm -hmm. So if you go in kind of going, hey, I know what you mean. I'm going to read it kind of like this. And you, well, <laughs> no, because that's not the way I constructed it. So I'm, here's my excuse. I'm so concerned about honoring the script that if I'm not, like, perfect, I'm not going to do it. Mm. So... Maybe somewhere in my pea brain, it goes, well, y you can't memorize stuff then. 
because I find it really difficult. I guess I I love what you're saying. I think I I I love where you're leaning because I have the same thing and I don't know where to put it. I don't know why to say why I'm you can't say this word anymore, but why I'm full blown retarded in some ways about things that I and I'm using it in the why are you retarded? Yeah, like there's a there's something I, I use the expression a circuit's missing. Screw loose in the old yeah. days. All the things, but work. but my wife and daughter they hate when I say that. That's no. But you're you not getting do down on yourself by saying no, that. It's you're not. owning it's just, your own abilities. Yeah, and I'm not required to do it. Right. So yeah. big deal. It, it's like asking a guy, you know, cars. You know, asking the mechanic, hey, can you can you fix my quarter panel dent? <laughs> I mean, no. I mean, maybe, but it, you, yeah. you're not going to be happy with the work. Exactly. That's not what I do. Right. I don't need to do that. There's a guy over there that does that. Yeah, and he's really good at it. Go to exactly. See him. So, when like sight reading uh, a script, um, and I do believe this came from my early days in uh, doing commercials, because I found that if I if I approached a piece of copy fresh, it was usually better. I'm the same way. And, you, you know, because I work on it and work on it, work on it, and you go, oh, it's stiff. And now you're overthinking it. And, well, yeah, there's a, yeah, that's another story. I, I find with most things, and this is going to make it sound like I'm a bad writer, I find with most things I'm better delivering the material that someone else wrote. Otherwise, don't write it down for me. If it's my thought or my whatever, just let it come from the right. creative tether of wherever yeah. that is. Yeah. No, I, I, but, I, agree but I don't with that. mind delivering someone else's. Especially if it's in this type of format where I can almost borderline, you know, well, this is, these are someone else's words, so I'm just going to get through it, you know, that right. kind of thing. Right, right, right. <laughs> do you, you probably can't do that with what you do because nope. they're trying to get something very. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's very We're specific. paying you a lot of money to do this. Yeah, just my read way. that. Just, yeah. just read that. Wow. Okay. I can do that. All right. Uh, switching gears just very quickly because I want to make sure we have time for cars and we're already over the hour, believe it or not. Uh, wow. Because you're just delightful to talk to. Will you come back? Can we just sure. say that now? Come yep. back because we're not going to get to all this yep. stuff. Um, the Porsche 912 that you have electrified and drive all over the place. Yeah. Um, yep. This is an amazing thing. You've done it and actually drive yours. We know a lot of people, including Telefunken, who was here last week. I mean, they're building an RSR electric as well. They're doing all sorts of different things. But you are actually – it's done. You drive it's it around real. all the time. Yeah. How did that come to be? Why did you do it? How did you do it? Okay. Well, it all started. <laughs> um, have you seen my Vespa? Oh, I don't know. Maybe I not. doubt it. I doubt it because it's just been on the road for the last month or two. Oh, probably not. Yeah. No, I haven't seen you in okay. a couple months. Okay. So, Although we've been at a lot of the same things. I, I know, but it, see, it's limited. You see limited. the car and then not the person. Right. So, No, I've not seen your Vespa. Thank okay. You. Continue. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, there's the there. Okay, so She's the I have this Vespa. It's a '63. It's arguably a '62. Depends on what paperwork you go by. Anyway, that Ryan doesn't has matter. Not seen the Vespa. That does not matter. It's not pertinent to the story. It's from the '60s. It's, it's from old. the '60s, like I am. Great. And uh, uh, I had this thing. It's an Italian rebuilt, beautiful Vespa. This is like 20 years ago. I got it, and I. It was completely rebuilt, uh, electric start. This, I'll get to the car. No, it's okay. Uh, and, and living in Vancouver, it was clearly this is like a, a limited riding proposition. Uh, you get a proposition. few months a year, and that's it. Yeah, a few months, and then within those months, like, is it a nice day today? <laughs> you know. So 
on those nice days, on a weekend, on the right day, when you felt like riding it, like I'd go out there and I'd go, okay, it's great. You know, I've got this rebuilt Vespa. I'm going to just, oh, no, it would never start. Okay, now I'll try and kickstart it. Nope, that's not working either. And then I would, you know, I'd take the cowl off and look at it and go, ah, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. Anyway. That's the problem with the 63, arguably 62. <clears throat> yes, it is. It's Italian. No offense to my Italian friends, but, mm. So anyway, I found this guy in Seattle who was converting vintage Vespas to electric drive and using a, a Chinese hub motor from like a Chinese electric scooter. They're like 11, 10, 11 inches within the hub. That's the motor. Roughly so, the same size, I would guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly the same size. Wow. But you had to reconfigure and put a thing on. Uh, so he sold this kit. <laughs> and I went, oh, I'm going to try that. It's just a scooter, right? So I had a friend who was mechanically inclined, and he wired it up, installed everything, and I got on it, and I just went, this is the best thing ever. It goes. Transformed it. Yeah. When I want it to go, it goes fast. Uh, I never have to worry about it. All I have to do is charge it. I think it only had like 25 miles range. On a scooter, that's probably more than fine, I'm Lots. thinking, right? I'm a city yeah. guy, right? 25, 40 Vancouver, miles, Vancouver, is, is weather a problem as much? Yeah. Yes. This exactly. is part of the problem of, of, of being able to ride it when you want to ride it because it, it's relentless. Pissing rain all the time. <laughs> yeah, I, I knew that. I didn't know if the electric made any oh. of that easier. <laughs> no, oh, that's a good no, point. That, that's, that is a good point. I mean, it just makes it better because you can get on it and depend and on leave. it to go yeah okay so this is a very long way to get to where where <laughs> no but i'm, I'm glad that you did this because Be- i see i see these so there, the there's a there's a line of logic here what happened was during those years i had a string of new 911s like give me the next one give me the next one just like every <laughs> Douchebag. <laughs> I used to do it with BMWs. I know. Yeah, and and Get the, the new M3, the new M4. Exa- I want it. exactly. So, so that's the that's the side story. The, what this scooter project did was now when I looked at my scooter, I became attached to it because I went. That's like I felt with my old old cars, like when I was a teenager. Yes, that's my car. Yes, that's my car. The, hey, that one over there, that's mine. That's Whereas exactly the nine elevens with the new ones, mm-hmm. it was like this car is great, but, but it's I'm generic. waiting for it's, the next mm-hmm. one. You know, yeah. it's like some people At do all with times. With the moment it arrives, you're already ordering the next one, specking yeah. it out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's like speaking of douchebags, it's like people do that with wives. You know, like the what's the next one? This one's totally. fine I used until to there's shit another one. Like that totally. all the time. It's awful. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, that that sort of rekindled my my like love of a vehicle. This is literally what happened to us too. The same story. Yeah. So so then I also the economics of you know. Having the next new 911. Oh, maintaining it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's like yeah. that's really expensive. It's a young man's game. Very <laughs> young man's game. I had totally. two kids in, in private schools, and I was looking at the bill there and looking at that. No, bill you're going, good. Get rid of that car. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, something's got to change. So I kind of cold turkeyed and went, I'm not, I'm not getting a new 911. This, this, I think the last new one I had was about 2011. Okay. Something like that. And that's it. Enough. So, you know, I got all the cars that I felt like having. I had a Golf GTI. Yeah. Uh, I had a Mini Cooper. 
I had an Audi TT. You went through all the the other fun cars. Yeah, yeah, sure. you know, because these are these are normal. Yep, that's fine. But I didn't love well, any of them. Borderline free compared to the 911. Too. Yeah, so so, so you're being the, very responsible with this decision, exactly, having fun but responsible. Exactly. So then then I applied what I learned with the Vespa to a car project because I went, you know, what I really want is a car that I'm going to keep for a long time and go. That's my car. Identify with exactly. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed the the Vespa project so much the the end result of the Vespa project that I said, I'm going to do this to a car. Yep. And I started out with the idea of doing it to a Beetle because I love Volkswagen Beetles. Absolutely. Just do. It was one of my first cars. And then, you know, I was looking around, looking around, looking around, and I thought, well, I'm going to get one that's in really good shape, and then we're going to convert it. I see where you're going with this. Once and that got very that, expensive. Yep. Once it got very expensive. So I, this is I'm, easy. I'm looking at the Beetle, and I go, geez, like, to get a nice one, it's like 20 or 30 grand for if like... I'm already so, spending that. Yeah. So then I then I went, what am I doing? Oh, and then I shifted to, oh, a Carmen Ghia. Yeah. Oh, that's a cool one. And and I started looking around that. Oh, boy, try to find one in decent shape. Same issues, like, yeah. Ah, terrible. And then, bing, light bulb. You're a Porsche guy. What's the matter with you? <laughs> Right. I know what I'll do. And I specifically went looking for a 912 because I didn't want to get struck by lightning by the Porsche gods. By butchering a 911. Exactly. Because not that I really care what people think, but I care what people think. And, uh, and so I found deal. this You're 912. building a car that's something different that you're going to have to talk about all the time. Exactly. People, we talked about it before the show. People are going to ask you at the yep. – not the gas station, but anywhere else. Your front door. Yeah. So, uh, so I found this 912, basically a barn find. It was – really rough didn't think it was as rough as it turned oh, out to be nice. but it, in arizona and oh, uh, and then did a it was supposed to be a dry car didn't start his life in arizona though oh so that's oh, part oh. of the problem yeah right uh anyway sure, very very listing. long story short very long story short restored it built version one of the electrics there in arizona something big happened and i built it again here in California at EV West. Holy shit. That's the compressed story. Wow. Yeah. I I want to keep going, but we've we've also gone so long that I'd love to just stop right here and say and say and yeah and say let's let's do a part two like soon. Like if you're if you're available to coordinate this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not at all through with you and I don't feel like you're (laughs) through with us. (laughs) Well I'm a yacker, so Yeah, but I'm interested in all you're a yacker. Look at me. Okay, that's true. Yeah, you're right. Kept, seriously. Okay. Guilty as charged. Um, all right. Well, in that case, let's put a pin in it and let's come back. Okay. Um, See you next month. Yeah. I'll email you. Awesome. Mrs. Ryan, in that case, yes, what do sir. we have? To, thank you very much for being here. I've enjoyed My the pleasure. hell out of this yeah. to the point where, like, thank I don't you. want it to stop, but we need to so we can do another. Absolutely. Um, Mrs. Ryan, tomorrow, David Bowie is here tomorrow. I don't believe that. From <gasps> Shameless. The oh. com- comedic actor David Bo. Bo. I wrote Bowie because it's B O W E and it's I E. Okay, David Bo is somebody. Uh, uh, okay, people may not know his name, but you're going to know his face when he gets in here. He's been in a few good men. He was in uh, The Rock. <laughs> Gentlemen, welcome to The Rock. Oh, he's uh, that guy. S- no, that's Sean Connery. But uh, <laughs> but he's in that movie. Uh, you'll know his face when he gets in here. He's been in tons and tons and he's tons been and tons in a few and tons good of men. things. If I had a nickel. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. I'm sorry. You're a... 
I can't wait to have I you heard back. It. I heard it. <laughs> Sorry. That was brutal. Oh, that's linguist. And then Thursday, knowledge. Chris Gabriel will be here. All right. This is right. I love you so much. We love everybody at home. Ian, we love you, mister. I can't wait for you to be back here. Thank you. Um, uh, more to come with Ian and everything else. Wrap it up. See you later. <laughs> and then we clap. We've never done